Today's episode of If These Ovaries Could Talk is brought to you by Grove and Myro. And we are very excited to have them aboard. So excited. We are. I know. All right. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome to If These Ovaries Could Talk. Oh my God, what are you doing? Like a little like Mae West. Watch I, it, come up like, and see me sometime. I feel like I'm on a game show. I'm on a game show. Welcome to If These Ovaries. Oh, I'm Jamie. Bucks, no whammy. I'm Robin. <laughs> And we're your hosts. Oh my God, you uh, guys. You guys. We have a killer episode today. We do. We really, really do. Um, I'm super excited about it. But before. Yeah, before we talk about I got ahead of who's myself. coming in. I got ahead of myself. But that's okay. Bit. You do that it's a fine. lot. That's what, that's that's, that's how we balance each other. moving very fast I know. I looked at you head. like, where are you going? What is <laughs> she doing? Jamie's often scared and looking at me going, where is she? Where is she? Where is she? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm tracking, let me, let me tracking. Try to get on board. Okay. But I think it is time to start talking about our live event. Yes. It's coming up. June 10th. June 10th, 7 p.m. WNYC. At WNYC, the green space, G-R-E-E-N-E And if, you haven't, if you've never been to the green space, do yourself a it's favor. It's so beautiful. Don't even come to see us. Come to see no. Green space. Come it's to delightful. see us. What? Right, wait, sorry. Like, stop. But the guest, our guest is the one and only Jessica, Jessica Kirsten. Kirsten. Did you hear that? She is Folks, so frigging funny. I can't believe we people keep coming to talk to us. <laughs> we landed Jessica Kirsten. It's pretty, I can't wait. I'm really excited and you should be too and you should be going, I mean, you should be right now typing in the greenspace.org and looking for tickets. tickets. Under the event tab. Under <laughs> Do June, it. June what are you and waiting for? Greenspace, G-R-E-E, any space yes also day tell them what this thursday is it is lesbian visibility day who knew that existed i did not you, do oh, you feel visible i i'm pretty visible you're pretty visible i didn't know it was my special day it, what are we gonna do day? i think it's margaritas should we celebrate how do we celebrate lesbian margaritas i mean i do celebrate I everything with you. a margarita <laughs> i see you and i'll bring margaritas are we gonna meet on thursday i mean now we are <laughs> That's date night, so okay. I'm out and about. We All got right. a babysitter every oh, Thursday. Maybe we'll do a date night. Mm. Let's go be visible. All right. Also, um, you guys really should stick around to the mm -hmm. end of the episode if you weren't planning on it, um, <laughs> because we have another Tiff and Carissa segment. Um, oh, ugh, these guys—they're they're young, naive optimism. They're, they're in the process of, of making a baby, mm -hmm. as you do, you know, and everything that goes along with that. Mm -hmm. And this week, they're talking about you know the optimism. That goes in the two week wait. Yes, and the anxiety, and like also, uh, do you tell people that you're trying, right, or do right. you not? Which is, by the way, pretty interesting because they're telling everybody on our show. I know, but I think they struggle with that a yeah, little. And yeah. so, thank you guys so much for sharing. Keep sending them because otherwise, our segment goes nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> it just keeps just like ends. No, kind of like freaks and geeks, like in the middle of season one, then just like bye. But now we can get to I where guess. you tried to rush to in the beginning, Robin. Our was, guest today. Oh, I was so excited. He's so handsome with his oh, little baby face. He's so cute, but also he came to us in a really special way. Yeah, he's a listener. He's a listener his and a fan. His name is Nate. His name is Nate. He's from the UK. Mm -hmm. He's a, can we say? He's, he's a sperm donor. He's a sperm donor. And the way because he- Because of our podcast. Yes. Let's, let's let him tell us about it. He so. became a sperm donor because he listened to I mean, it might podcast. also be because he had like some lesbian friends and stuff, but I, let's say it's because of us. <laughs> and he's a good guy. Yeah. And but he's delightful. He's really great to talk to and he's got, you know, let's, the British accent that we love so much. I would say let's bring him in here, but we're obviously doing this it's remote. via Skype. Or it's not let's Skype. Get him on the screen. Whatever. Let's get him up there. Okay, so we have Nate with us all Hi, the way Nate. from London. Hi, Nate from London. This is the furthest. This, oh. Yeah, we've, we've we've casted our 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 um what should our I say? net our net out, and you don't and you reached out to us because you listened to our podcast. Yeah, I did. Well, I mean, um, yeah, 
It, was it would be weird if he friend. didn't, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, no. Some people reach out because they heard about us through oh, right, yeah. a friend who That's listens to the podcast. People who work somewhere who are like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, I mean, we have to say this. Like, you have a very silky smooth radio voice, oh. and I love it. <laughs> Thank you. Well, so, Nate, you listen to us. Yeah. So, can you give us the elevator picture? The uh, picture. Uh, picture. Elevator, elevator picture. picture. <laughs> It's a new one. <laughs> oh, God, Do Nate. Give us the elevator pitch, please. Pitch. Um, cool. So, elevator pitch about me. English guy, work in the government here in youth justice. Oh. So, I work on, um, and I'm re- very new to the role, but I work on reforming the prisoner state here. So, we're trialing something in government about having prisons that are also full-time schools instead of prisons where you get like five to 10 hours of education a week. Oh. So it's like reform versus, you know, incarceration. Why don't you tell us a little bit about why you're on this show? Yeah, yeah. why you reached out. Yes. Ooh, yeah, so um, I listened to your guys' podcast and off the back of it, I obviously started to know a lot more about the US system than the UK and I thought I'll give it a look up in the UK um, and I found out that we actually have a massive shortage here of sperm donors um, and I went into research. The yeah. great sperm yeah. do- shortage, shortage of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, And then since then I started going through the process of donating sperm. It's a long process so here. Are, so <laughs> are you saying... Because Jamie, I mean, are you saying because of this little idea that Jamie had that I turned into 47 Google Docs that now became a podcast, you decided to donate sperm yeah, and create children? I did. Holy yeah. Jamie, we shit. made babies. <laughs> and our podcast made babies. Yeah. Well, I don't I know mean, if there are any babies yet, but no, our no, podcast no, no, could yeah. make some babies. We, I have like millions I mean, of questions this for is you. Fascinating. Yeah, okay, so, okay. Wait, why don't we just lay it down for why there's a shortage of sperm donors in the UK? Yeah, there's a bit of a history to kind of not just sperm donation, but kind of embryology and things like that. In kind of the late 90s, the first, we had our first kind of law come in off the back of like cloning and they established the authority. Um, and there was already a lot of controversy there where the initial law um, was about what can be done with embryos and what can be done with sperm. And then basically kind of regulating that in a very heavy way. And then a few years later, they regulated about how you can use kind of cloned nuclei. Um, And there was a lot of upheaval here and challenges in the high court. And there was a brief period in time where it was almost completely unregulated. Um, So are you saying that the laws that affect the LGBTQ folks or, or single moms by choice or anybody who needed to use a donor were affected because they were trying to regulate things like cloning? Is yeah, that what so, you were saying? So, um, yeah, so all there isn't a distinction here about, well, there is slightly, but not rare, generally on LGBT, but we had the Human Fertilization and Embryo Act, which is specifically about sperm and eggs, but they tried to tack on to that some regulations about cloning for human cloning. And then as a result of that, it was challenged because the initial law was only about sperm and eggs. And there was a whole mm-hmm. upheaval around that trying to kind of conflate the two. Um, and so there was a lot of faff about that. And then about a year later, they specifically introduced another act about reproduction and cloning. I don't I don't feel like we have there's not, that much, there's regulation. not much regulation no, so, yeah, at all. We've got a specific body called HAFER, who are Human Fertilization and Embryo Authority, that regulate everything to do with sperm donation and um, embryos outside Fertility. the body here in the UK. Sure. Huh. Yeah, well, we kind of we kind of touched on this with Emma Brock's in mm-hmm. season two. Yeah, she mentioned that it was she talked about I think more about being single and it not being covered. Like she needed to be mar- wasn't it like married? She had to be, and she talked about the sperm shortage, and that's yeah. why she ended up yeah, staying so, here um, to do it. 
there's a whole big of it, but the, I think the biggest problem is that since 2005 here in the UK, donors are known no matter what. So if you go in as a spouse, they have to be. There's have, no anonymous donors. Yeah, you have to be okay. a known donor. Um, so since 2005, if you have or if you donate sperm, you have to be willing that when that child turns 16, they can find out non-identifying information 16. about you. So hair color, height and things like that without, without Wait, their, before 16, they can't even know that. So their parents can know that, but the parents can choose not to share that with them. But when the child turns 16, they have the legal right wow. to know that. And then uh -huh. when they turn 18, they can find out your full name, your latest address, your email address and things like that. And how do they get that information? So the authority here, HAFA, they hold a database of everyone that's mm -hmm. ever don well, donated sperm since 2005 and they contact HAFA directly. And then when they contact HAFA, HAFA also tell you, oh, by the way, somebody has requested your details. So be aware that you may have oh. some contact soon. You may have had a baby knocking on your door soon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> Is HAFA, are they actually, are they just a governing body or like, do you have private, like we have California Cryobank, like are there private organizations that collect the sperm or is it through the yeah, government? Yeah. yeah. So HAFA is just the regulating body um, that kind okay. of control it and you have to register with, but there are private sperm banks. So private sperm banks that operate in certain areas that do it. There was a, a while back a government sperm bank, but they were open for about two years and they had nine donors and then they shut <laughs> So they didn't well, do very well. Um, I guess not. I wonder why yeah. that is that they didn't do well. I mean, they just yeah. maybe it was like red tape and nobody cared. Yeah, I or think nobody so. wanted I to go to the government to give their sperm. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably a part of it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think again, <laughs> it's um, little soldiers it's or something. The problem here is that it's uh, very difficult to be a donor. It's like one in a hundred men or something are accepted to be donors because we have very strict um, about what the quality of your sperm, how it can survive freezing. You have to know quite a lot about your background and things like that to be eligible oh. to donate. How do they know if you lie? Is that any different than the US? Yeah, I know. They, I guess they just take care of your word. So they have quite stringent medical testing. So just a, about a week ago, I gave six vials of blood to go and be <laughs> shipped off wow. and tested. Have you actually oh. donated the sperm yet? Or are you just in the process of gearing up no, to No, so I've donated sperm to be tested on. Okay. And I've, that's all been accepted as high quality enough. Um, did you could do? Go. Did you pat yourself on the back a little bit when you got I, the results back? <laughs> well, I didn't find out until afterwards that it was so stringent. And then I was sat in the lobby waiting for my blood test and read the information they give about one in a hundred men have what it takes. Do you have what it takes? <laughs> oh my God. I hope I do. <laughs> wow. Talk about pressure, huh? Yeah. Seriously. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so, but then, yeah, it was, it's, I suppose it's an um, ego boost, isn't it? <laughs> spring is here. <laughs> Did you know that song? No. No, but it's time for spring cleaning. I know, it, it is. is. Oh it's my God, time. my house is just like a mess with like muddy kid stuff and dishes because mm -hmm. of the spring I business. I don't have mud. I need some Grove spring scents. Love them. Grove. Did you know Grove? Mm -hmm. I love Grove. I love Grove. Oh my God. They just, they make that healthy home products that are accessible and affordable. And I just, I just realized that over half a million families shop at Grove.co. Really? The non-toxic dish soap, plant-based skincare, even tree-free bath tissue. Tree-free. Didn't even know that was a thing. What I love about Grove is it makes it easy to find the best natural, like you said, mm -hmm. eco-friendly products mm -hmm. online and it delivers them straight to your door. Mm. Yeah, makes no, me that. feel like I'm making great choices for my family. Oh my God. And and you know what? Oh, I recently got uh, 
Miss Meyer's hand soap and I love mm-hmm. it because it smells so good. Mm-hmm. And guess what? what? Our listeners are getting an exclusive Mrs. Meyer's offer from Grove. Shut up. Yeah, you got to get it now before it runs out. But new customers are going to get a free cleaning set in these limited edition scents. Spring scents. Spring scents. When mm-hmm. you place your first order of $20, which is so easy to do. they ha- You get a free Mrs. Meyer's spring hand soap, uh. a free Mrs. Meyer's spring dish soap, a free Mrs. Meyer's spring multi-surface spray, which smells delicious, oh a Grove Collaborative cleaning caddy. Your house is going to smell so springy. And a Grove Collaborative walnut scrubber sponge. I think you get two of those. I have those. I love those. They are. They're great. And you know what? You can select your favorite spring scents. They have peony, which I like to say peony, <laughs> lilac or mint. I think I have the lilac. Yep. Yeah, it's so good. So for a limited amount of time, listeners are going to get a three-piece cleaning set from Miss Meyer's Spring Scents, a free, also a free 60-day VIP membership and a Amazing. surprise bonus gift just for you when you sign up and place an order of $20 or more. So, so easy. Guys, check out Grove and our special offer at grove.co slash OCT. That's grove.co, not .com slash OCT. Grove.co, not .com slash OCT. Not .com. <laughs> That's like our new song. Spring is here. There's no mistaking. So you're still in the process of yeah. getting your sperm donated. It's it's yeah. a long process where you are. Yeah. How um, long does it take from from beginning to uh, end? In terms of like testing and stuff, I've been doing it for about just under two months. Well, yeah, probably a bit less than just under two months now. But that's all just a test of kind of being... So you donate the sperm and then they check it for quality. And then if it's good enough quality, you have to donate again to make sure that it wasn't a fluke. And then they do all of the medical testing about your family tree and history. Then you have blood tests and then you see a doctor and then you have um, a counseling session. And then when you get signed off on all of that, you start donating and you have to go about once a week for six months. Wow. Quite intense, yeah. Um, and That's then at the end of, of six months, they do a lot of the tests again, and then your sperm gets released out into the wild. <laughs> well, into the wild. Yeah. <laughs> now, is there a cap on how many um, children you can make? So there's no with- cap on children, but there is a cap on the number of families. So you can have an unlimited uh-huh. number of children with 10 families in the UK. And once you hit that 10 family limit, they can export it. Well, do you get paid? To donate? Not as much in the US. So HAFA, again, regulate here that you can be paid expenses, which is £35 per don- like per visit of donation. And you don't get paid that until you get accepted onto the program. So I haven't been paid anything yet. And then once I start actually donating, I'll get paid £35 per visit. Um, so Wow. I can I mean, see how much. all these things would lead to a shortage. Because yeah. yeah. it's <laughs> like you have to be open. You have mm-hmm. to commit to a significant amount of time. You've got to run through all these hurdles. It's kind of a bummer for like the gays and the reproductively challenged people. Commitment. It's a big um, commitment. So there's ways around it now. So in the UK, there are apps (laughs) where you can pet, you can say, oh, I want to donate sperm. And then someone can say, oh, I want sperm. And then you kind of circumvent the whole system. And then you have to do like at-home turkey baster or can you use the medical system? Uh, uh, I'm not not sure, but you obviously don't have any of the legal protection unless you source it yourself. You don't have any of the medical testing or anything like that. Um, It's a bit like the wild, wild west of sperm donation. (laughs) (laughs) It's the wild. It's like the Um, frontier. Yeah. You would think wow. that if it's they, like the Craigslist of sperm donation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Meet me at this hotel. Yeah. I mean, it's like you have to be such a good person to want to do this. 
Do you have to be like completely, do you have to have a really healthy lifestyle? Is that one of the things like no drinking, no smoking? Oh, so not no drinking, no smoking, but they do say if you smoke. <laughs> well, they're not crazy. Yeah. <laughs> if you do smoke, it can have an effect on your sperm count. So you might be discounted anyway. But certain wow. things like you can't put yourself at risk of like STI. So you basically have to be monogamous. And if you have changes in your sexual practice, you have to let them know. So obviously if you're oh. a single guy or non-monogamous, I mean, that kind of discounts you unless you're willing to lie. And there's other things like officially, you're not allowed to get any tattoos in the period that you're donating, but apparently they're quite mm -hmm. lax on that. So there's quite Wait, a few. Why? Because of like risk of infection. Get yeah. Oh, okay. 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 Um, I didn't know that. I was like, oh my God, does the ink go into it? Like <laughs> into the sperm? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> um, so so many people with tattoos don't know they're at risk. <laughs> well, I've got tattoos. <laughs> it's a bad um, sperm. But yeah. Oh, um, but it's, it's what's so crazy tattoo. to me. So. Is, right. is all of this is self or most of this other than like the medical testing is self-reported yeah so exactly. it's like you could just like lie out the wazoo well, but yeah. it's like do i mean <laughs> but it's still such a huge commitment that, yeah. so it doesn't behoove you to lie for him because but like so for me i you have to know quite a lot about your family history as well in terms of like who's right. had like mm -hmm. medical problems and we don't really sp speak to my dad's side of the family so that was a whole thing oh. where i had to like call my dad and it was quite awkward because he doesn't speak to his family and be like oh by the way did your mom ever have a stroke <laughs> and he's like oh <laughs> <laughs> did you know. tell him you were asking because yeah. you were donating yeah. sperm yeah yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. <laughs> i would I did and I it's hard to get off the phone so I had to be like dad I'm Matt's sperm donation I have to hang up bye <laughs> Matt's sperm donation I'm, I'm busy right now um, dad yeah, and you, I really don't want to have you in my head yeah but then so like on my on my mum's side of the family people have had things like cancer and things like that and it mm -hmm. would be so easy to just say no no everything's fine and obviously I didn't but yeah there is a big opportunity to just um, not but then they do kind right. of try to scare you and say you have to sign something that you've given your up-to-date medical information and that if a child does develop a condition and they can prove that you lied you can be liable oh. like for financial settlement and things like that um, wow. by the way once again don't understand why there's a shortage yeah. i mean it's <laughs> like it's like everything leads to like no donors exactly i'm surprised there's more than 10 donors I in the would, uk i would love to be able to compare this really to our i don't really know what goes, goes into sperm donation here i know the regulations yeah. and i know that they do get paid i have no idea how much mm. they get paid i know they have to give medical history and yep. all that stuff like yep. we know all of that but i'd like to know uh, I would like to know the difference. I don't know how much of what he's saying is different for mm -hmm. sperm donors in America, except for the fact that they we can't paid. turn around they and, get paid. and we can't turn around and sue them if our kid gets sick. Well, he's so he's only saying they can if come after lie, you if you yeah. lie. If you I'm, lie, we don't right. know that that you know because you know right. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, well, we need a we need a U.S. donor as well. So email yeah. us if you are, um, so we can do a compare <laughs> yeah. and contrast. I would like to know. I mean, obviously, I want to know, but you touched on. I, I first want to know, like you, you said, you have a boyfriend, right? Yep. But how does he feel about you donating? I think fine. We spoke about it briefly, and I kind of said, "This is some, I'm I'm very one of those very headstrong people where I'm like, this is what I'm going to do. You're on board, mm -hmm. and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but we yeah. spoke about mm -hmm. it, and I think once you get the assuasion that we're not going to be financially responsible, we're not gonna ever have to have like parental yeah. rights um and if they do come knocking whether you open that relationship or not is obviously still down to you um i think it mm -hmm. kind of calmed him a bit um but i think he's generally yeah. supportive of it yeah that's great so walk us through what made you decide to yeah. to do this yeah um 
I, mean, I can't to, just be the silky smooth stylings of Jamie and I's voice. <laughs> I there mean, had yeah, to be more yeah. than that. <laughs> I have this um, running joke uh, with my friends that it's like a karma thing. So obviously if me and my boyfriend ever decide we want kids, it's going to be very hard. Um, so there's like good karma out there. <laughs> You're paying it forward. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, but really, That's a I good think reason. I've got a cousin who is an egg donor here in the UK and she has made a family with two great kids kind of from her eggs um, which is cool and I saw that and that was kind of really inspiring to see kind Do you of get paid for an egg donor in the UK? I'm not sure actually Because um, you make a lot of money for that yeah. here Yeah She works really closely with the family so I think it's a much more a much less anonymous process for them I think they kind of matched mm-hmm. as friends um, Wow Yeah because you're saying that you watched her yeah, you watched the babies Yeah so I, like, I just kind of watched her start a family with them which was really cool um, Wow it's and then yeah, different. And then just Yeah uh, just generally, I think I think it's just a nice thing to do. You hear all these stories about people struggling to have kids, and mm-hmm. um, there are yeah. people out there with so much love to give, and then they want something to give it to, and you think, well, just help them. Like I've got this sperm; right. it's not going anywhere. <laughs> I'm not using it for anything just, good um, at the moment. So. <laughs> well, some good stuff. I mean, you know. I mean, we don't want to get too in your business unless yeah. you really want to share about that. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie, okay, listen, hmm? we need to talk deodorant. What? What do I smell? What are you talking a little bit. About? No, 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 no. I'm just kidding. No, but we need to talk about Myro deodorant. Oh yeah, I love Myro. I just got a new shipment with a new amazing scent. Oh I my really god, did. I, I love it. They, it's like I find like their stuff is obsession worthy, right? Yeah, it's like totally. it's naturally effective deodorant, and it like looks as good as it smells. It's pretty, Jamie. Did I mention that they deliver it right to your door? Oh god, <laughs> Robin, you're so easy. I really am. Yes, but listen, what I love most about Myro is that they make their natural deodorant with a custom blend of essential oils that release over time to keep you fresh and they use barley powder to keep you dry. Barley powder? It Interesting. Works. Their formula is like really hard working. It's long lasting and has no toxic anything. 0% aluminum, 0% parabens, which you don't get in the store-bought no, stuff. No, you don't. No. That's true. Their ingredients are clinically tested for safety and efficacy. And seriously, I use Myro and I teach all day. And do I smell right now, Robin? Can you please put your arms down? Put your arms (laughs) down. No, Jamie, you do not smell. Also, that's weird. So just please. I don't smell though. It works, okay? Yeah, it does. (laughs) Well, I mean, the good news, guys, is that if you just choose your scent and the color of your case, you get a refresh every three months Mm -hmm. and it comes conveniently timed (laughs) for when most people run out. Yeah. So you can switch scents, you can press pause, or you can just anytime you want to. It's so easy. And I was all about the juniper flare, which is a combination of orange, juniper, and sunflower and I love the way I smell but Jamie unlike you I'm not going to raise my arms up in your face <laughs> Robin I love you I love the way you smell too back, up, back away from me please <laughs> because listen doing good and feeling good should be an everyday thing just like deodorant I mean yes <laughs> it's also really nice to smell good all day it is. I don't like to smell bad no I don't like it when people smell everybody get but go get this deodorant get some Myro <laughs> oh, and seriously we have a very special offer for you so that you can get some Myro good idea. you're going to get 50% off your first order if you get started for just five dollars amazing visit mymyro.com slash OCT guys did you hear that go get this deodorant it's natural get 50% off your first order and get started today for just five dollars visit mymyro.com slash OCT no smells smell good 
let's say you had a friend who was in a lesbian couple and they were like, I want to use your sperm. Can they request your sperm from Haifa or whomever has it? Uh, well, I could, so I get a number and I could give them the number, I guess. And they could be like, I want this oh, one. Right. Um, but, but at that point you would just might as well give it to them in a bag. Yeah. Right? They'd be paying like, they'd be paying like 800, 900 pounds for it. So I might as well skip that yeah. step and save them some yeah. money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So you decided that there are, couples in need who really want to have a baby and your sperm is just sitting there. And so that was one factor in, in why you decided to do it. Are there any other factors for what made you such a good person (laughs) (laughs) besides your parents? Uh, No, I think it just comes down to that is that, I mean, again, I I have another running joke that, if we if I go down the adoption route, I'm not going to have any biological kids of my own. So it's that intrinsic male need to pass on your DNA. <laughs> and yeah, somehow mm-hmm. it might be that like biological drive. But generally, I think I'm always looking out for nice things to do and helping people. Um, and that was my big. That's sp- nice. So let's cut to like 16 years from now, 18 years from now, and 10 kids show up. Like, would you be open to having a relationship with them? Like, what do you how or is that? How do you feel too about them showing up? Yeah. yeah, I think it is. It's too hard to say. I think I take it as it comes. I think for me, what I can always imagine happening is I'd always be open to kind of sit down, have a coffee or go for lunch or something and chat to them and then just see how things develop from there because you preempt things. And I think I worry about getting in this space of like, oh, these kids are going to want to have something to do with me. It's going to be great. And then nobody comes knocking at my door in 18 years. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Would you be sad if nobody showed up? I don't know. I guess it's all up to them. And I think the big, the thing that swayed it for me about like, oh, do I really want to be open? Is that I kind of tried to put myself in the shoes of someone that was like a sperm donation baby. And I thought, actually, I would like that choice myself. I don't know if I would ever act on it, but I would like to have the choice there of like, I would, I'd want to be able to know I can drop them an email or i don't drop them an email. And I think uh, mm-hmm. I just want to take it as it comes. And if I get some emails in a few years, if we're still using emails in a few years. <laughs> <very Right>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so here we have like at, at my bank, once I had a baby from my donor, you know, mm-hmm. donor number, blah, blah, blah. I could go onto the registry that the bank provides and then see anyone else up. There was like a board that was just for mm-hmm. the people who used my donor. Right. Yeah. Did they have that there for you? Like, will the people who, be able to know each other that have this you as the donor no but they will know my sperm donor number so if they wanted to know that they could set up like a facebook group and be like i've got sperm donor two three mm. four five seven have you and they could kind of so there's that. no national registry based not, on a number not for kind of siblings no mm. so they wouldn't be able to kind of find it that way but they'd know my number and they could kind of swap note and then for people interestingly before 2005 where this wasn't a case a lot of them have no way of kind of finding each other. So there's like an unofficial yes. donor register in the UK where it's kind of like a proactive, a donor might sign up, a child might sign up. Okay, I got there. this number yeah. donor at well, like this it wouldn't, time. It wouldn't, be a, it wouldn't even be a number then. Um, so if it was Oh, there was passed, no numbers? Um, I think it's about uh, 2000 when Hayfer started using, they would have numbers. But if it's prior to 2000, it would be very much like, oh, I donated sperm in 1993 and this is what I look like. Did you get sperm in 1993? Really? Um, wow. It'd be like that. And they have like a registry for kind of self-nomination like that. What, what's so funny is for all of their regulation, they're so behind on the communications of people being able to, you know what I mean? Requiring you to be open, but then not allowing or not having a setup for people to, I mean, it feels a little 
what's happening guys like yeah. you know i don't know if it's to do with like anonymity because we have i know we're a lot more reg- well, not regressed but limited in things like that so like in the u.s you guys have like baby photos and you can hear mm-hmm. like voice interviews yeah. um, but we don't have that you can't get photos you, you don't can't hear their voice you'll see a profile how do you choose a donor then so you'll get a profile of like they're 511 they've got brown hair they've got dark eyes and things uh-huh. like that. And that's kind of all you'll have. Um, and then there's one bit, which I'm really concerned about, which is the sperm bank's impressions of you. Um, and they write, we think this about this guy. <laughs> and some of them will say things like, he's got killer cheekbones, or like, he's got dazzling blue <laughs> eyes. <laughs> so I'm really invested so to funny. know what they put about me. <laughs> My bank did, um, would put a Staff celebrity, a celebrity yeah. lookalike. Yep, 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 oh, yeah, we had that's too. Cool. yeah. <laughs> and we had this one donor that was in the running and we were like, we were like, this is our donor. This was like in the first one where you're like the choice, like at least for us, the choice was like took forever because we were like, just like, Oh my God, it felt so critical. And, and we were like all about it. And then during the process, they added that feature of celebrity lookalike and, and they, in the staff impressions, they had written like how handsome he was in the sparkly blue eyes, yeah. just like you said. And then they said, looks just like Chris Martin. And Mary and I were both like, from Coldplay? We were like, well, forget it. That And like that turned everything. Like we were like, I don't want this guy now. Chris I mean, sorry, I'm, no offense, Chris Martin, but I don't think you're that handsome. I, I think like, Gwyneth is going to have some beef with you. Are there? No, they even, broke up. They broke up. Okay, they consciously like, uncoupled. We're fine. Oh, interesting. Gwyneth is like, tell me about it, honey. Uh, <laughs> that actually I mean, like he's, her. he's fine. Yeah. Like um, our, our celebrity lookalike was um, oh, the guy from Saved by the Bell. <laughs> oh my God, I love him. Uh, what's what's his, his, name? his name? Paul, Go- Mark Paul, Paul, Mark Goss- Paul Gosling. Gosling. Or Gosling yeah, like him. That. And then there was another guy. I can't remember now. Yeah, so you guys have like I, the yellow pages or the phone book of two choice yeah. and we have it <laughs> so have just sort of like really basic yeah. stuff baby pictures too now we can, you can get adult, adult pictures. pictures rumor has it yeah oh, rumor no, has it nothing like that um, yeah, yeah we need somebody to talk about we, the updated US standards because we I mean it's now been eight years since I picked my last donor and that's a long time yeah I think the best I thing we've me. got here is um, like a pen portrait where you can write a letter to like the family or the child that you will have about kind of what you wish for them or kind of what your outlook on the world is. And that's kind of the most personal oh, thing you nice. get. I've got a trash hand. Your I haven't written it yet, but I've got terrible handwriting. <laughs> so I feel like I'm going to get lots of <laughs> big red Maybe your boyfriend can write yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's interesting that it's going to be handwritten. Ours, so, ours was handwritten. We, well, we got, had one that was handwritten. We had an audio. We got the um, audio of where he talks yeah. about what he wants from, wants the kids to whatever. Yeah. I was looking at the donor list for my place and you find yourself in this unhealthy sense of competition of like, oh, he's 6'3", big <laughs> whoop. Like, oh, he's got a PhD, wow. <laughs> it's so interesting to hear from the other side that, like, because we talk about the the Superman phenomena of like mm. trying to chew, like kicking people yeah. up for these ridiculous things. But it's so interesting to hear that you are getting competitive with the other donors. Yeah. yeah I, my biggest like, eye-opener was that I've been for a whole life because I've got quite tall hair. I've been telling people I'm you five Fantastic hair. Um, and I went to get donated. I'm five foot nine and a half. And I was like, oh God. Because <laughs> your hair is so big. Yeah. That's so funny. You're like, five, I could have sworn I was taller. Yeah. Five nine and a half, you'd be in the running for me. We wanted yeah. we want somebody that wasn't too uh, tall. I not like, that that's not tall, but that's yeah. it's that's, hard to find anyone beneath five ten in the US banks. Very uh, hard. Do they have a height requirement there? No, I don't think so. We're very superficial <laughs> superficial here in the US, it feels like. I know. Well, you have to have the pictures. You guys don't even have the pictures. Yeah. It's um 
Gosh. Wow. So will you know if you're a hot commodity? Like, will they will they tell you like how quickly you're chosen yeah, so, and stuff? Um, you, and how invested are you going to get in that? Is what I want to know. <laughs> you can um, request, so you can request kind of regularly how many pregnancies you've made and then how many pregnancies turn into children. And then you can find out the mm-hmm. sex of the children that kind of come about from it. So I'll know, I'll be able to see like, oh, you've helped start three families and this family has two kids. One's a boy, one's a girl. This family has one girl. Um, That's really kind of cool to just know. I I wonder if it'll make you feel like when you're walking around, be like, is that my son? (laughs) Like, I mean- like, how, what do you think about all that? Or do you, will you, like, will you think about these kids or I, I'm really curious about that. I think so. I, Cause I always think it's, you never know until it happens, do you? And I, I don't think I'll spend all my time kind of preoccupied about them, but I think you won't be able to help if you know that two years ago a baby was made and then you see someone that looks like you that's two years old and you think, Hmm, mm-hmm. I think that'll pop through right. my head. Um, yeah. But they don't tell you where these parents are, no, no, where no. these families no. are. So you like you're not going to like because yeah. oh, they can be anywhere London. in England, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. And when you hit 10 families, they ask you if you'd like to export as well. So it could be anywhere. What export? So, as in like, oh, send, like your leave sperm, the send your sperm abroad, but it it oh, has to go to a You place could go international. Has, yeah, it has to go to a place that has the same standard of regulations as here. Can't go to America. Where would that be? Uh, I don't know, places, probably a lot of European places and stuff Ireland? like that. Or yeah. it doesn't have to be the whole country has the regulation, but it would have to go to like a bank that was operating with the that same shares. practices as we are. So it could be that in 18 years, someone from like Denmark or America gets in touch. Uh-huh. Um. Wow. I keep thinking about, I I found out somewhere around the eighth grade that my dad had a a kid in a marriage before my mom. It was like one of those, like, I don't know, I can't speak for your family, but like how secrets come out. It's always like, you know, somewhere around eighth, ninth grade, you're like, what? You know, like (laughs) my aunt had kids and you were like, and that like before her kids, like you're like, you know, all kinds of stories. But, and I still think about the idea that there's this person out there that maybe looks like my dad, maybe looks like me and we've never met and, you know, we're not in touch. And, you know, I think there was some, he found like, it's one of his kids found my stepmom at some point, but I just, I can't help but think I, if I were you, I would probably feel like that. Just like that little, every once in a while in the back of your head, mm-hmm. like, oh, I wonder what that person's like. Yeah. I don't know. Don't freak him out. Don't freak him out. <laughs> no, I'm I mean, not. I, mean that, I don't mean that in a bad way. <laughs> he's going to be haunted by these kids. He's going to quit. He's going to be like, oh, I don't need to finish it. It's fine. <laughs> so did you, so I, I know you told your dad because you had to. Yeah. Did you talk to your other family members about doing this? Yeah, yeah. My whole family, no. Did anybody, um, was anybody weird about it? Not really. Um, then my mom thinks it's the best thing ever. She uh, does. She's so nice. Yeah. I love your mom. Um, she, she messages me all the time. Like, it's such a great thing you're doing, helping all these people oh, that's delightful. Oh, she's got she's got five kids so i think she loves kids um so the Obviously. idea is amazing to her yeah uh, <laughs> yeah they're all really supportive um really on board with it has that brought um, up questions yeah, from anyone in your family asking you when you're gonna have kids oh that was already already happening <laughs> <laughs> um how old are you mate nope. can we ask that do you mind 24, 24. Yeah, oh yeah, you're yeah, a young man you got time take yeah. your time please take your time I, that's what i say um but i've got two younger brothers um who have two kids each um, really? so the pressure is on yeah yeah well, i would think the pressure would be off time. 
Oh my God, take your time. Great thing, yeah. But it's the same as well that um, none of my siblings are married, but I'm the one that gets, when are you going to get married? And I think uh, it's their way of showing that they're supportive, right. that oh. I can marry a man. Yeah, right. Um, but it's very much my boyfriend comes back for like a Christmas or something, and my granddad will collar him into the next room and be like, when are you going to ask him to marry you? <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> I think that's so oh, cool. Your family's so sweet. Are they all in they London? Uh, no, so they're all a little bit outside of London, mm-hmm. um, but less than an hour away. I mean, That's I know lovely. that there's people who don't who don't feel the same way, but I love when we're just as regular as any other typical family. Like when it's just like, like I remember after my wedding, there was like, there were somebody was doing a video and this one guy was like, well, go off and procreate. And he was like 70. <laughs> and then after he said that, he was like, so uncomfortable with what he had said, but it was like really <laughs> cute that he was just trying to be like, you're just like everyone else. Like, I love that when- you know, we are just, cause we are just yeah, like everyone else. We are, except some of us donate our sperm and <laughs> yeah, I didn't do that. I didn't either. <laughs> I would have donated eggs. Maybe done that. Would you do that? I don't know. I, I, I much harder to donate eggs, isn't it? Lots of injections. Yeah. And- it's a lot. It's a, it's a process. It is. But I, I would always wonder about the kid out there. Yeah. I don't know if I would have done it. I'm way too old now, so it's not going to happen. Nobody wants my eggs. My eggs are dusty. Uh, Like, (laughs) the cutoff is so young for that. Yeah. And also, I think... You you can't donate sperm when you're over 40 here. Right. Like, what's your plea to anyone in the UK that's listening, like, to donate sperm? Do you you have that? Yeah, just, I think, just look into it and just plow on. I think one of the things that got me back here is that even though their private banks making a lot of money, the admin can be terrible. Like I'd send an email and I wouldn't get a reply for ages. And then they'd like, I'd turn up for a meeting and they'd be like, oh, we haven't got you down. (laughs) 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 Great. But I think if anyone is considering it, just look into it, kind of weigh up your options. And then worst case scenario is the the best thing here is that when you do go, they're not trying to like sell it to you. um, Right. They're not trying to like wrangle you for your sperm and be like, give it, give it. nice um, that would be and if you do donate yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you do donate they give you like a free counseling session so it's i think really worth looking into it if it's something that you've you're considering and the benefit here is that even after you've started donating at any point you can say actually i don't want to anymore can you just destroy my sperm and they just destroy it for you oh, oh that's wow. great wow it does seem like there's a lot of thoughtfulness in your system there. Yeah, they're really looking out. I mean, for there's you. some flaws, but they're looking out for you guys, and they're also making sure that nobody is irresponsible in this. Mm-hmm. I feel like, and I feel like in America, it's just a bunch of irresponsible. It's a bunch of college guys who need money for beer. <laughs> is what That's it feels definitely like. Definitely, who all our babies are from. <laughs> I yeah. wonder if we're going to hear from people who are like, um, "I joined in. That's not what I was." So doing. come on and talk yeah, to tell us. Your side of the story. <laughs> <laughs> but it is. It's um. It's really interesting. And I can't believe there's no pictures. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, thank you so much for telling your story. I mean, this is, I, I hope that you inspire other people to help, you know, take care of that shortage mm. in the UK. Yeah. Me too. Me too. To I think it's a, good, it's a great thing. It. And I think, I don't know, I get lots of self-worth out of it. It makes me feel good. So. And once, yeah. and once you get yeah. your sperm donor num- number, we should like, we should put it on our social because you've no. got fantastic hair and the cutest <laughs> little face. And I think we should like, I want to <laughs> no. like push your sperm. I feel like a Jewish mother. I'm like, no. he's got great sperm. We can't. I think that that's like illegal. I don't think we I think can that push his sperm. The <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think we, <laughs> we can do anything of the All sort. Right. He is very cute yeah, though. Um, so you yeah, might get him if you're over there yeah anything to compromise the anonymity i was even told have you done the 23andme like dna testing oh yeah 
Uh, I was told not to do that because yeah. somebody could flag up. Like, this is your dad, by the way. Yeah, oh. no, people are, people are finding yeah. their like, anonymous sperm yeah. donors that way. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was told not to do it. Yeah, there was an article. Like, somebody find somebody it, yeah. sent, a listener sent to me an article about a woman who did 23andMe on her kid and oh, then was yeah, and then yeah. went after the donor and she got like a cease and desist from the oh. bank because I guess it, you sign a thing saying you won't do that on behalf yeah, of your yeah. kid. I mean, it's kind of crappy. Like it's yeah. like she, you're you not know, supposed to reach. You out. got an anonymous donor. That's not fair. Like in my opinion. Yeah. But what do I know? Maybe she can come on and get in a fight with me over it. I love a lot this. of there's a, I mean, there's a lot of stuff to unpack here. It really, a lot. Is. And and I think it's a good thing that there are regulations. Mm-hmm set up Mm. in the UK. There are regulations here too. It sounds like you guys have a lot more and it makes it a lot harder for you yourself, Nate, to do something good like this. But if you're committed to it, it's just, it's an all around great thing. I love it. Yeah. Patient. You just need patience. I think that's it. Mm -hmm. Kind of keep going. Thank (laughs) you so much for sharing your story. We really, really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Wow. Oh, his little handsome face. I know. He's so sweet. What a good guy. He's cute. He's sweet. He was adorable. What a good thing he's doing. But this, you know, that, that interview with him made me go look up my bank. Yeah. And what I was surprised by is that they've changed options about open, closed, since I used them. It's, Uh I mean, eight or nine years. It's been, I guess, maybe 10 years at this point, I guess. So they now have... Closed donors are they, but they have open donors, which where it says that contact remains anonymous and would be facilitated by the bank. And it may include, but is not limited to email, written letter, telephone, or in-person meeting. The form and the extent of this communication will be determined by mutual agreement between the donor and the offspring. But then there's this little pesky thing at the end that says after the initial contact, and we what we're not sure about is if this is from the bank or from the donor. From the bank. The donor is not obligated to additional communication, but the donor and the offspring can continue to communicate if they wish. So what I took from that, and this is the same, this is what my kids have. I know this for sure because mm-hmm. I read this. Mm-hmm. What I took that to mean is, yes, we can contact the sperm bank. No, my child can contact the sperm bank and say, I want to make contact. Mm-hmm with the donor mm-hmm. they they then go to the donor and say look you have an offspring that mm-hmm. wants to know who you are and then he has the choice still from that moment to either say yes I will get in contact or no I don't want any contact yeah, or change I, I mean mind. I need to call he the bank the I need to call the bank and find out for me from when we did it if that's what it was right because that's definitely what my kids that, have what's frustrating about that is if that's the case it's like you paid more for an right. open donor assuming that there had to be like that there need that there would they were allowed to have one contact so it's like that would be really disappointing well that's when when we went into it i i remember i i really remember reading this and thinking i mean what's the point in paying extra if he can still say he doesn't want to i know well um so we'll see but but anyway although i kind of feel like by the way by the time our kids are that age it's like the 23 and me business is gonna be so far along it's like i don't know how that donor is gonna hide but i was also interested to find to see that the bank has now something called id disclosure donors and they have it says they've agreed to allow the bank to release their identifying information to any offspring once they turn 18. So that's now a new level that didn't exist when- I'm wondering if you pay extra for that. Yeah, it was more money. But that's their last known, it'll give you their last known address, which is going to be 18 years ago, which most people don't live the same place 18 years later. 
So <laughs> last known, you're right. Last known address. I know. I email. saw that. Yeah. What a racket. Yeah. But it gives you the option. And if you choose a closed donor, you just don't have the option at all. Yeah. No, right. it's, 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 it's fascinating. So, I yeah. guess it's, yeah. So well, it might, it's a little bit different than they do it in the UK. Well, if I was a donor and trying to like, I didn't want them to find me, I would not do 23 and me. That's all I know. <laughs> it's also, I have to say, there's so much red tape and the fact that you're even confused about what you have, yeah. they make it difficult. Um, okay. Anywho, we have Tiff and Carissa. Yes. We've already told you what this one is about. So why let's don't we just, play it. let's play Wait, it. Play the ditty first. Tiff and Carissa are having a baby. So my submission for today is, so we're still within that two-week waiting period since inseminating, um, so we don't have a result yet. Um, and we both know and we both agree that this could all be chemical or psychological, but we're both feeling pretty strongly that things are moving along the right path. I know it's cliche and, you know, not like super out of the ordinary, but Tiffany has been having some intense cravings and some intense, I don't like this anymore situations. She's also developed this fairly regular craving for catfish. Another thing that I can talk about at this point, um, like give an update on who I've been talking to about our process. It's strange. It's really only like a couple of really close people to me that know about it. And then, of course, everyone, most people who are strangers to me who are listening to this podcast that like know what we're going through. So it's, it's a weird dynamic. Um, but I've told a couple of my really close friends, I think in total three, that we are, that we actually like attempted an insemination. Um, I told my therapist because I feel like that's an important thing to talk about with your therapist. And the last person is my mentor teacher. I'm student teaching right now, so I spend a lot of time every day, seven to eight hours with my mentor teacher. So, so I guess in total, what's that, six people that I've talked to? So yeah, it's interesting to think about that, like who you talk to, who you don't talk to. So yeah. Aww. Sweet. So naive. Oh, I mean, but listen, it is a little naive. Well, it's, it's their little, first, it's the first time and there's so there's no much judgment that everyone, and it of us might be their naive. only time. Maybe they got pregnant. And then those lucky, those lucky ducks. I and hope like, they're lucky ducks. Like I said, I find it really fascinating that they are talking to us, but then they're really nervous about who they're so like, like, like what friends they're well, telling. I think they lock themselves into us and they're like, shit, we told them we no, would. No, they could ignore <laughs> us. Plenty of people have ignored us, Jamie. <laughs> That's true. We've been ignored by a but lot of people. But we really, really appreciate you guys, Tiff and Chris. Tiff and Chris. I'm even shortening Chris now. <laughs> TNC. TNC. Like, TNC Music Factory. TNC Baby Factory. <gasps> yes. Oh. Trademark. <laughs> All right. Listen, let's, we appreciate let's you get guys. our social media um, out there to people. Ovaries talk. At uh, gmail.com. Yeah. Ovaries underscore talk at Instagram. If these ovaries could talk on the Book of the Fache, the Facebook. And at ovaries talk on the Twitter. And thank you to our sponsors, Grove and Myro. And do not forget to use the promo code with them. Yes. We love you guys. Thank you for, uh, Thanks for being listening. with us on this ride, Grove and Myro. That roller coaster. Shout this out. is no this is no teacup. What? <laughs> oh God. Eggs. <laughs> this isn't teacups. Out. out. If these are, 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 are,
I'd say. Ex ovaries out.